0: Genesis House and the Friends in Recovery podcast are proud to bring you Answering the Call, the First Responder podcast. Join your hosts, Mike the Podfather and Jersey Ed as they address the real issues in health and wellness for first responders. From physical and mental health to relationships and work-life balance, we leave no stone unturned. Answering the Call, the First Responder podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube, as well as iHeartRadio. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery, answering
1: the call. Hey everybody, welcome to Answering the Call, the first responders podcast sponsored by Genesis House. That's right. Thank you, Genesis House. Thank you, Genesis House. We always have to thank Genesis House. For two years, they've been providing um, the funds to to have this podcast and to educate and chat with many people. Oh, I I forgot to mention- um, What's your name? Before the- (laughs) What's whose name? Your name. Oh, I'm the pod father. Yeah, you are. And who am I? You're, um... I'm Jersey fucking Ed. Right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, he is. I gotta make it go. I gotta
2: make it make it happen now. I gotta so. give a
1: shout out to a gentleman from Albany, New York. Albany, yo, yo, New York. yo, Albany. Albany. Yeah, a police officer from Albany, New York, and his first name is Gregory. He didn't want his last name mentioned on the air, and um, he sent me a nice message, and he really enjoys not just the podcast we've done the last several months, but... All the way back to the very beginning. Wow! Yeah, hey, he said he's been watching them all a couple times a day, couple shows a day. Nice. Really, really, he's getting a lot out of it. Is he? A, he's a police officer. He is a police oh, officer. Okay. okay. Greg,
2: send us one of those Albany patches. We'd love to uh, get you on the air too. That'd be great. Help at friendsandrecoverypodcast dot com. You can get it out too. So. How are so, you, Jizzy, Ed? I'm good. I'm good there, Podfather. Just uh, another day, another great podcast, and getting some information out and talking to our great guests.
1: Yep, smoking a nice cigar. Smoking a cigar. What are you guys smoking up to? Uh,
2: I don't even know. It was a gift or a surprise where well, there's never a gift from that cigar shop. I'm <laughs> smoking a
1: Lagiana <laughs> Toro which is a Nicaraguan uh, tobacco with a kind of... a good... Repper.
2: I've very, heard good things about La Chiana, nice yeah. Very nice. Bandolero. Oh, the Bandolero, yeah. Oh my God, this is a good yeah, cigar, is man. is a good cigar. Bandolero yeah. 60? No, t- t- I don't know. That's what it is, so Why do you guys
0: smoke cigars on the podcast? Oof. Why? Uh,
1: it's relaxing. I think it shows exactly uh, you know who I am. I've been right. smoking cigars yeah. 44 years.
0: Get to just be yourself,
2: right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I like what the podfather said... Be- because we can <laughs> because we can yeah <laughs> that was one yeah. of our first shows i think it was one of the f- remember the first show here with oh yeah the, with the, the lawn lawn chairs? Chairs? Yeah. launches check that episode out guys <laughs> yeah. it's the first show where Dry, drywall chairs. backdrop yeah. with some sh- yeah. the real shadows this beautiful thing I here yeah, we changed venues we yeah
1: from studio 21 to sweet studio yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 well
0: no anybody on this podcast wouldn't know the other studio no they wouldn't yeah but we yeah. do we remember but if you watch the first episode of rants the call it's you guys in lawn chairs with a couple mics in front of you yeah. Yeah. right and, yeah you know you can barely see your face because the camera was garbage <laughs> it's good right. times it man. is it is so hopefully the we, message was sound though
2: it, it that was a good show man listen yeah uh, how many views I, did
0: we get on that we got
2: we got over 200 on that on on uh on youtube i believe let me see i'm gonna go all the way back and see where we are right now yeah it's a good show
0: guys it's 225 worth 225 views so you're yeah, listening to uh,
1: the pod father jersey ed and sweets all right producer extraordinaire the guy yes, in the background how are you the, the guy the guys role
2: who's, role. who's asking right. all the questions
1: The man without yeah. a face
0: i'm so. interviewing the podfather yes. and jersey ed right not like
2: we do that yeah you guys want to be interviewed yeah let's interview sure. us okay well let me ask you a question you know my my deep and, and
0: dark things with law I'd, enforcement i do i do yes <laughs> yeah, deep dark secrets that's right so uh so podfather why do you uh what, what did you think was the uh the importance of having a podcast for first responders mm. why do you think that was uh so valuable to you
1: yeah well I got sober in 1986. Uh, I had been a policeman for five years. Uh, I went away to a place up in New Hampshire called Seminole Point. And uh, I'll be honest, I was afraid to tell anyone in mm. that group that I was a police officer because mm. there was a lot of animosity. A lot of people were there because they had been arrested multiple times. And um, there was really wasn't any place to turn. There was a guy named Eddie Donovan who started a uh, program in the Boston Police, cops with alcohol problems. So I kind of met with him after I got out, and uh, I used to go to a a meeting in Jamaica Plain, um, just for cops only, police yeah. officers only. And um, so when I got sober, I started a meeting for police officers only in Wilmington, Mass., and um, it went pretty well. We, we had about 9 or 11 cops, just, just police officers coming from all different cities and towns. And um, when I had the opportunity, when I met up with Jersey Ed mm-hmm. several years ago um, in the business he's in, me being a clinical social worker therapist now, um, and I work with a lot of cops and first responders. I just thought that this would be the ideal opportunity for people that have substance abuse problems that are afraid to come out and let people know, that, you know, especially their jobs that they have problems. And uh, what a great venue to get the message out. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, we've we done, we've done some good work. <coughs> and with the help of uh, Genesis House, I, I always have to mention them. And I don't work for them, but I've certainly used them multiple times. As I've used other facilities to send people away for you know law enforcement uh, people away f- and correctional offices and firemen and ems and just regular people but i've used them multiple times and i've had a great success rate and as we all know we're all recovering um success rates in, in people getting long-term term sobriety is it's not something that we can marvel at and say oh we're really making a big difference mm-hmm. but we do have some success right absolutely
0: so like the idea of you know when you said those those um officer specific support groups a place where they could go and they could see you know or talk to other individuals or hear from other individuals right. even if they just sit quietly and listen right. is to be able to hear stories that they can identify with sure. to not have to have fear that someone's going to judge them if they talk about what they've had to do or see or experience that like the listeners here right. can just sit quietly in their car mm. you know what i mean or on their phone right. or whatever they're doing and um you know hear some of the stuff then identify with it and sure. maybe reconcile some of it in their own mind right
1: exactly and we you know i give out our phone number anytime Uh, ed gives out jersey ed gives out the um and and we people down there that can help and it's just i think it's very um not clandestine but it's definitely a a scary place to be Mm -hmm. when you when you have a firearm as part of your attire for work and you're breaking the law by doing illicit drugs you don't want to lose the ability to be a police officer because if you can't carry a firearm, you can't be a police officer in Massachusetts. Right, yeah. no ifs, ands, or and buts. You get arrested for drunk driving, um, and you are found guilty, your, your career That's is over. That's the old, end of that. It's gone. Yeah. You know. Yes. So if you have a substance abuse problem, if you have problems with alcohol, drugs, or, or any other malady, you know um, that you are having a hard time with, you know, we're, we're the guys you can contact. Yeah. We'll, t- we'll tell you where to go. Yeah. And um, I would like
2: to touch on that a little bit if you guys don't mind, Mike. At Gen- and since we're on Genesis, um, the, f- or f- the first responders program down there we we look at the the person as the the whole not just the police officer or not just the um the person we look at them as as the whole because we know their police officers first responders and we also know that their moms or dads or husbands or wives and uh Think that would that's one of the huge successes of th- why um, a lot of a lot of first responders come to Genesis house um, they're not just glumped into one program and we're treating their t- PTSD and uh, just throw them into um, uh, all cops and all firefighters um, we get them in with civilians too because they are civilian yeah, when they right. take the uniform off or I mean they're never a civilian but um, you know, but they, they're, like I said, a mom or a dad and we, we have to get them, um, you know, get that life, that part of the life together too. And so, e, you're you are you do this all the time. Do you see that, that, that both ends have to be worked just like a dual diagnosis. You have to work the substance abuse with the, um, with the, 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 the mental, health. mental health issues.
0: Yeah. Well, you have to treat the whole person. I mean, if um, yeah. if, if somebody came into my life right now and they were like, all right, well, you need to go to treatment. I'm not a first responder, but I've got, you know, three companies and I've got two kids and I've got, you know, a lot of responsibility and if someone was like, "No, you need to walk away from all that mm. to get sober." I'd be like, uh, "I don't know if I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to hold together here like, you know, no matter what, you have to appreciate everything that person's been doing to try to hold their life together and if if recovery is possible, I think it's going to require that you do address all those things. Like sure. if you're a if you're an officer, if you're a fireman, or if you're an EMS, if you're a nurse, if you're a doctor, if you're anyone that's on the front lines, um you know as a first responder then somebody sits down with you they have to know your profession they have to understand who you are and they have to treat you like a person Mm -hmm. with a life that you're trying to hold on to right and before you lose it yeah yeah
1: it's not like a designer you know um recovery uh, like a a cop or a fireman or a cook or or an electrician or a carpenter i mean if you have a substance abuse problem you know your career really isn't as relevant as you might think it is um But there are certain, like I just spoke about handguns, carrying a firearm, there are certain parts of your job that, you know, you you just don't want society in general to know about. But I know for a fact that Genesis House has a track Mm -hmm. that includes law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's been very helpful. Um, I think you feel more secure. I know I've gone to thousands of AA meetings because I've been sober quite a while. And I just know that. Um, in the beginning, it was hard yeah. for me because yeah. I went in the city I grew up in and I worked in. Yeah. You know, but after a while, the people in there um, they, they they liked having me there. Mm-hmm. I believe you know. And, and um, I didn't have any. I had one problem. I hope my whole <laughs> my whole AA career. I, I had a guy uh, throw a small small bottle at me. Uh, he didn't like cops. Uh, mm-hmm. Whatever. And uh, you know that that was back in the '80s. So mm-hmm. um, I can honestly say that uh, I think designer um, recovery is, is, is a bunch of bull bunch of bullshit mm-hmm. i really believe that and i'm happy to say that uh recovery's come a long way they, they, it's on tv every night they talk about it oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot more facilities now than there have ever have been and um the ama the uh, american medical association has you know uh stepped up i think and given people a little more security about getting help and not losing their jobs um because of their um addiction which is a uh, malady or, or an illness mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, the and yeah, absolutely. But it's not just
2: the show's not just about addiction, and we're talking about addiction because obviously Genesis is sponsoring it and everything. But um, it, it's there's wellness being you know your mental health wellness, mental health, you know, substance abuse you can hide behind, but mental health you, sometimes you don't have control over that, and yeah. you can go
0: off the. And You deep shouldn't hide hide behind that. You, you no, don't need to no. address that. That could yeah. that could end your career. Yeah. That exactly. could end your life. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, what about you, Ed? Jersey, Ed? Why'd you? Uh why did you want to do this podcast?
2: Um, well, um, first, first of all, um, I, I am not a first responder. I don't pretend to be one. Um, I, I, uh, I think I told my story uh, on one of the first shows that I tried to be one and yeah. almost got arrested. So yeah. <laughs> we so back so that's couple not sure. a couple shows. Yeah. So, but um, I just, I don't know. I just worked very well with them, and and when we were putting the, t- the program together at Genesis House, the first responder program. Um, I I was really kind of into it and, and that's why I met Mike and I met Jeff who, who's, a, who's on here once in a while um, and uh, we just talked about it and just being around Mike, knowing Mike for the last 10, 12 years, um, it just felt comfortable because first responders need treatment too so what's a better, better duel from... A, a first responder and a treatment guy to get somebody the help they need you know it's like a one-two punch boom mike's here he, he he can talk about the treatment piece or mental health piece and i can help get them wherever they need to go and not just not just genesis house if there's a mental health problem or whatever the case may be um we can do it and and it's just it's kind of it's kind of near and dear to my heart and I, we've been doing our our first responders um program has been around almost 15 years now Wow. Um we started almost fifteen years ago. It's so. amazing. Yeah. Probably one of the only first respond well, I shouldn't say one of the only, but one of the few first responder programs that have um a first responder as the the clinical director or as the the, the therapist. I shouldn't say clinical director, but What's as a his therapist. Name, Eddie? Um, Phil, Phil B- Ballone we awesome. had him on the show. New yeah. York police officer. Yeah, he has, was one of the first
0: few episodes we did. Yeah, he yeah.
2: had. Yeah, if you scroll back to like the third or fourth episode, I think he has the most views. I was gonna say, I,
0: <laughs> I, I think you I think might be right. Yeah,
1: on, on, on all of our shows. Yeah. It's amazing. Very He was very good yeah. too. Yeah. So And it's true. And I think mental health is the common cold. Um, depression, anxiety, post traumatic stress. It's the common cold of, of people in law enforcement, or first responders, because. You're not going to a picnic, you mm-hmm. know. If 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 you are driving an ambulance and you get a call um, to to go to a car accident, I mean, you're going to see some carnage. If you get a call for a hanging, a shooting, mm-hmm. somebody fell off a, a, a third story roof, um, you know, it, it's it's just never nothing. It's nothing pretty. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing you're going to go look and, and admire. You're, you're going to, and you know what's funny is is your training always kicks in. You know, I've talked to cops that have been involved in shootings and you know, their training kicked in and, and nobody's taught to shoot. When you're, t- when you're t- taught to use a firearm as a law enforcement officer, mm-hmm. you, you're taught to use that shoot to kill. You don't, you're you not shooting the wing or, or, you know, trick shoot the gun out of the hand. <laughs> like on, know, th- on the movies, that doesn't right. happen. <laughs> you, sh- you shoot until the, the threat is, 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 is under control, yeah. which usually is three shots. And um, But I've had cops sit across from me that have killed people, you know, in the line of duty. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, some of them are veterans, war veterans, and to them it was just a walk in the park, so mm-hmm. to speak. They, they weren't happy about it, but they, they weren't losing sleep over it either. But then uh, on the other hand, I've had police officers sit in front of me that it's really made them think about, maybe I should change this career. Mm-hmm. You know, I and think you told that the
2: story in the uh, last episode that you had a police officer, right? Yep, Did probably. you just tell that story in the last? I, I may yeah, have. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I, don't, I don't recall. Yeah. But I, I just know it's not a walk in the park. But somewhere in the middle, they're, they're usually... Before anybody goes back to work after a shooting, especially a fatal shooting, um, mm-hmm. you know they have to see somebody that's a professional and, and then works with them and, and make sure that they're clear and, and able to go back to work without having, you know, all, all these um, horrible dreams and thoughts and you know reliving it mm-hmm. and, and feeling bad about themselves or, or the person that they um, whose life they took. Well, there must to, there uh, must be
0: a sense of <clears throat> um, you know protection that comes with a a, a shield and a, a and a gun. Um, you know that that you're safe, um, but you know being involved in shootings like that must make an officer question their own mortality. Mm. You know, and their sure. willingness to stay in that field, and how how severe the risk is. You know, once you're finally introduced sure. to a situation like that, yeah. I th- maybe we uh, maybe we can talk about that after the break. You Absolutely. guys can talk yeah. about yeah. the uh, some of the line of duty deaths out there and we what could. that does to a police officer. Yeah.
1: Sure. Yeah. Hey, answering the call, I am the podfather with Jersey Ed and Sweet Studio with Sweets himself. That's it. We'll be back. All right.
0: Since 1992, Genesis house has been helping real people heal from addiction on their private recovery campus in beautiful Palm Beach County, Florida. Their family owned program is accredited by the joint commission and offers detox and dual diagnosis treatment in a comfortable and confidential setting. The first responder recovery program at Genesis house is led by a doctorate level therapist with direct professional experience as a first responder himself. Treatment modalities focus on psychiatric care, relapse prevention, stress management, and trauma-informed care for PTSD. Learn why their individualized approach makes a difference for first responders. Call Genesis House today at 1-800-737-0933 to speak with someone who understands. Visit them on the web at www.genesishouse.net. It's time to start your journey to a long and successful recovery.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Answering the call. The First Responders podcast brought to you by Genesis House. There you go.
2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Um, some good, good, uh, good questions there, sweets. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just going to do some business here real quick. And uh, yeah, everybody get the my business mind. done. That's it. That's it. First, we want to spon- uh, first we want to thank Genesis House for sponsoring us and um, along with our first, re- uh, first responders community. Um, we want to, uh, you know, without Genesis House, we couldn't do this, like I said, at the beginning. 100%. Um, answering the call, the first responders podcast is powered by your likes, follows, subscribes, and shares. Do us a favor and leave us a five-star review. That's all five, right? So we, all, we want all the stars. Yeah, all of them. We like lots of stars. So, And uh, now for Jersey Ed's podcast pick of the week. Uh, my podcast pick of the week um, is Beyond the Shield. Um, host James... Gear gearing um, brings the greatest minds in mental health and physical wellness to the to the to the men and women who serve our community. It's um it's an interview show again. A lot of these first responders podcasts are um interview shows. Uh, um, but these are guys and and women who are right on the front line of the um mental health and physical health, not just. Um, not just the cop stories. So this was a pretty cool one because they, they, they work with the, the, the men. I guess they're like peer-to-peer officers, most of them sure. on, on, this sh- on this show. So I really enjoyed it. So that was, that was your um, podcast pick of the week, nice. Jersey Ed. So. so before the break, we were talking. Sweets was um, interviewing us, which was nice. I'm going to ask him a question. If he's, uh, if he can, he can deny it if he doesn't want to answer it. What's, what is it? You revoke your, uh, I'll invoke my fifth. Yes. Okay. All right. right. Um, so used to that. Yeah. I I got a history of doing that. (laughs) Um, so when we were talking about our first show, um, with everything here, um, we, uh, we, we weren't doing the other show here. Correct. the friends and recovery show. Right. Okay. So this was just the first responders podcast. It was, yeah. you don't not, you put all this together for that podcast. I did. You were very, um, eager to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't ask for much. You mm-hmm. were very, uh, I got, I'll get this done for you guys. You guided us through a lot of different things. Very accommodating, mm-hmm. very accommodating. Um, very accommodating. um why did you want to do this show? Because that was the only show that, that we now we do both shows here. Right. But you had a passion for this also. You wouldn't have done what you did in here, um if if you didn't have a passion to, to kind of get this also. Would be my guess. Now I could mm-hmm. be
0: wrong. Right. Um, maybe you just like building shit and putting <laughs> stuff on walls. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah. But
2: I think I know you, you're a little bit deeper than that. Yeah.
0: No, I mean I I, I was um <laughs> You know, so to, to talk about my own situation, I'm in recovery and, and I spent, uh, you know, a good portion of my time interacting with first responders, everybody from, you know, the police officers who arrested me and then the ones who rescued me, um, mm-hmm. you know, to the uh, EMS providers that helped me and saved me, the doctors, the nurses, um, you know, there were uh, a couple of firemen involved. I mean, you know, there was a decade and a half of just, you know, my... My negative lifestyle and the people who work to try to help me and save me, and you know some of them were good, some of them I had bad experiences with, but for the most part, there were a lot of people who um you know they they had to they had to deal with a lot of my stuff, mm-hmm. and so you know in hindsight i look at I look at first responders from a different place now, people mm-hmm. that you know at one point, I may have seen them as villains, mm-hmm. you know because it was cops and robbers out there, and I was the robber um and i would run around and my job was to try to find a way to to get away from them and to hide from them and to you know to be better at what i did than what they did and you know in 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 that moment i didn't see them as people i saw them as obstacles Mm -hmm. uh in Mm -hmm. recovery i see them as people i know some of them i'm friends with some of them and i you know have to think about What they put their lives, you know, the the kind of danger they put themselves in on a regular basis to literally protect and serve. Mm -hmm. You know, they were trying to protect me. They were trying to protect the community from me. They were trying to just do their job, and I was out there uh, making it harder for them. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's not it's not like a a, a penance I'm paying to do this, but it's more so just seeing them as people instead of police officers, and you know, trying to use empathy to imagine what it would be like. If I had to, you know, get up in the morning and instead of coming out to my lovely little podcast studio and (laughs) starting a (laughs) fire and drinking my coffee and playing with my dogs (laughs) is that if I had to suit up and go out and protect uh, a a population of people where uh, a a much larger percentage of population population probably doesn't even want me out there, Mm -hmm. you know, they're trying to avoid me, they're trying to find ways not to interact with me and. I still have to go do my job Mm -hmm, you know I still have to go out there and I have to protect people that don't like me Mm -hmm. Uh, you know I still have to go out there and I have to do my job even though maybe people uh, um, don't don't appreciate my authority or um, don't want me in their lives and that's to me it was just I, I, I really thought that if we had a platform and with the combination of you guys and your experience and Stuff like that. That if we could create a platform for folks to listen to, that Mm -hmm. you know maybe it would give them some sense of you know how many people out there really do appreciate them. You know they don't get the accolades on a regular basis. Nobody pulls. You don't get pulled over and you be like you know I appreciate you doing your job, officer. Uh, You know (laughs) I know I was speeding. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, you know continue to protect and serve. Instead you're like I pay your fucking salary (laughs) through my taxes and blah blah blah. And you know I wasn't speeding. And so they're you know constantly being beat down mm-hmm. for just doing their job mm-hmm. protecting the people that are beating them down and mm-hmm. and I was one of those people so to me I feel like this is an opportunity to give back and if nothing else maybe help them understand that even people like myself we still appreciate you. Yeah absolutely. Well that's nice hearing that you know yeah.
1: 35 years as a policeman 28 years early nights 4 to 12 in a cruiser um, in and out of projects and in all kinds of uh, settings um, I can honestly say that someone like yourself Sweets who has not only turned your life around, you're a very successful man, you're a very intelligent man. It, it, it feels good for me to sit here, <coughs> excuse me, as an older man, a retired cop, and to know that <coughs> sorry, that you um, appreciate the uh, all first responders mm-hmm. from the ambulance, and I've had ambulance rides myself when I had my addiction. Um, firemen, I went to a fire station when I overdosed. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they saved my life, basically. Mm-hmm. I was in the hospital for three days correctional officers i was a correctional officer and i i, I treat them i see them um, i have friends one of my closest friends is a correctional officer and police officers again you know 35 years i have a lot of friends you know i can honestly say most cops and i'm talking 90 percent um at least 90 percent um they, they they take the job for the right reason they are out there to help you know, there are some bad apples in, in every profession. Mm-hmm. Some people that just don't understand um, society or they, they don't have great communication skills or good social skills. And um, unfortunately, you know, sometimes you run into them. But I never ever worked with a cop in 35 years in the city of lowell that said let's get him because he's black let's Mm -hmm. get him because he's spanish let's stop him because of his ethnicity or because of his religious beliefs or he's a he's a mormon or he's a you know he's a buddhist or he's a muslim Mm. no not not, never nothing like that but i can honestly say i've stopped people on (laughs) operating a radar vehicle or a laser vehicle cruiser that you know, all all I'm seeing is the speed of the vehicle coming. I'm hidden. I'm hidden behind a building, mm-hmm. but the car's jutted out enough that I can see. Th- I can pick up the speed, and when I stop him. They, I'm told, they stopped them because of their nationality or their background, and and to me, it's 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 kind of hilarious because I'm like, no, I stopped you because you're going 77 or 35. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, sorry, <laughs> sorry to bother you. You know, <laughs> do you my have God. children? God. You know, I, I yeah. pulled you over because my car shook when you went <laughs> <Right>. by me. <laughs> I yeah. have a I have a quick story. I, I was watching this bridge, and it was a very congested bridge in Lowell. It's called the Rock Bridge, and I was in a bowling alley, and at. Um, four o'clock, you know 430 traffic very very congested um, people were running the red light So anyway, we had a note. This is your area watch the bridge from 430 to 530 Make sure nobody goes through the red light stop a lady one night. She's a woman of color She tells me I stopped it because she's a woman of color I said no, I stopped because you went through the red light. I write her a ticket She goes I'm gonna appeal this and she spits out the window not on me, but she spits out the window Well, you know what? I was very insulted. Can you imagine me spitting at somebody in uniform <laughs> two weeks later? It was like Groundhog Day, exact same car, <laughs> exact same lady, same thing. She didn't recognize me, but she, she did the exact same thing to me, pulled out the race card. I said, "Ma'am, this is the second time I've stopped you for going for the red light. You're going to hurt somebody. You know, you should pay attention. I said, if I stop you a third time, I guarantee you, you're not going to have a license. Mm. I'll make sure you don't. So she took that as a threat. My Uh point is, it's a very frustrating job. That's just one person out of maybe 12 that I stopped in an hour Mm -hmm. for going through the red light. I can honestly say I never wrote a lot of tickets only because I look at people's I'm looking at the vehicle they're driving, where they're coming from. You know, nobody can afford a $300 ticket or mm-hmm. a $200 ticket. I know I don't want to get one. Mm-hmm. So it was always a verbal warning unless somebody was really egregious, or their car was unregistered or uninsured. I couldn't let them drive away then mm-hmm. because if they hurt somebody, it comes back on me, right. you know. But my point is when people appreciate what you do, you don't forget it because you don't get a lot of thank yous out there. Right. I can tell you that. Nobody's going, hey, thanks for the ticket. Mm-hmm. Thanks for stopping me. Thanks for arresting me for when I beat my wife or my <laughs> girlfriend or my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't go that way. But I have had people come up to me in supermarkets. I'm an old man now. Come up, say, "Hey, I'm so and so. You did this for me. You did that. You you know, you when I was a kid, I remember you having these programs for kids." It's a rewarding feeling knowing that probably helped a lot more people than I heard
2: yeah but mm-hmm. you know what i got to say something about you too mike and i hear it all the time not only did you do that in your policing days and in, in your career but you do that in in life also i can't tell you the countless times and emails that we get on 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 our on our, our, our email thing what is that what's called the email box <laughs> email thing. Yeah, the, <laughs> our email the, the, the thing. little email box in front of you with the button <laughs> yes the email stuff. box yes yeah. um uh that that says, you know, Mike Miles makes this show blah 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 and and he he gives he gives not on the job but also um, you know in in real life also and, and i can honestly say i've seen that a thousand times over with you i've known you for 10 plus years now and and I've, i have i see that all the time you're you're in between shows you're running out to take phone calls you have to go meet people you have, you do stuff for free for people yeah. and you didn't you don't have to mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think you're, you're one, you're, you're definitely above and you go above and beyond, but I'd have to imagine there's a lot of cops out there like that and they get a bad rap because they fucking pull people over and they give them a ticket for something you did wrong. Mm -hmm. That's, that's why you got a ticket. Not because, you know, you're, 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 you know, you're bald, or you're wearing a plaid shirt or whatever the case may be. It's because you did something wrong. And, uh, I don't know why people take that out of context, but, um, I you know, guess in the heat of the moment, I'm, I'm guessing it's what it I th- is. I think
1: what you said is, is, <laughs> is, is I appreciate it. But I, I think the reason we all gel, the three of us, we, we gel so well is because we have very similar personalities in some ways. Sweets is a lot taller than both of us. But, <laughs> but um, well, it us put together. Su- it's, yeah. the I'm wearing. it's the suit on one of It's yeah. yeah. Tall. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> is rude. Very slimming. Yeah. Very slimming. Yes. Very right. slim. And, you know, a lot of people can't pull off purple. That's <laughs> right. You know? Especially I mean, shiny purple. That's is right. that satin? It's, it's is that satin. It's velour. A velour. velour. Very yeah. nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. 70s touch, yeah. <laughs> 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 I look at you, I think of playing pool. Yeah. It's called Huggy Bear. Yeah, Huggy Bear. It's actually a track suit. It's a tracksuit. There you go. All right. It looks like a tux. I like the wide lapels. Yeah. Uh,
1: exactly you know. what do you got a size 14 shoe yeah <laughs> <laughs> a woman must love you <laughs> no but we all have a very similar giving personality you know um, when you're in recovery, like we all are in recovery, and long-term recovery, mm-hmm. which is not really, a, not a lot of success in that, and we I hate to say it, but it's true, mm-hmm. but you can do it if you wanna do it, and you just gotta surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. How many times were you told in early sobriety, stick with the winners, all right? right? Yeah. And and, and, I, and I used to stick with the winners, all right, they were real winners, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know? <laughs> but I, I, I gravitated towards people in the program. My first sponsor is still my the same sponsor. You know, 33 years, the same guy. And he's been sober 40 years. And, you know, he's going deaf. He's old now. But you know what? I, I, I fucking love him. And he thanks me when I see him. He's like, thank you. I'm like, thank me. You, you <laughs> saved my life. But I can honestly say that we have very similar personalities. You know, I know if I wasn't a cop, I would have, I don't know what, I might have been an electrician or whatever. I, I, I had a lot of other options, heating and air conditioning. I, I, I did it all. But... I know helping people is what we're all about mm-hmm. the three of us mm-hmm. you know and people that we have on the show miss megan mm-hmm. about helping people yeah. uh, uh, just the people we from have from our on. other show from yeah. like friends in recovery yes friends in recovery
0: yeah. well, it sounds like sounds like the theme here today is just you know if you're a first responder we appreciate you mm-hmm. you know that even if even if you know the people you're helping it doesn't seem like it mm-hmm. right. you know keep doing what you're doing yeah. keep protecting yeah. keep serving yeah. keep keep showing up keep helping because In the end, I mean, it may not seem like it at the moment. And, you know, as a first responder, you probably know this, Mm -hmm. but, you know, in the end, they're going to. I mean, Mm -hmm. because I have the life I have right now, I can reflect back and look at all the people that stood in the way and stopped me from doing things that were really detrimental to my health, to my life. Mm -hmm. And without those little breaks, without people stepping in and stopping or helping or challenging, I, I probably wouldn't be here today. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Well, I like what you said, Rook. I know we're
0: running out of time, but I like what you said. You call you didn't call them a first
2: responder. You called them a first. What, what did you say? First uh, seat. What, what did you call? What did first you
0: line of defense? First line. No,
2: no, no, no. When when you were getting arrested, you said you oh, called a rescued. A rescue. I got a rescue. Yes, I never like heard that. that I yeah, like I that. Like I yeah. do too. And a lot of people don't understand that when they're in cuss because they they're buying drugs or selling drugs or whatever, but. You Know we're blessed this deep into our recovery to understand that, yeah. you know, not to be angry at them and not to be uh, not judgmental, you know, not judgmental there's because a, we were arrested.
0: Or there's right. a video I, I know, I'm, I'm gonna just tell the story. Yeah, real quick, ahead, but there's a video I watched, and it's a, um, there's a deer stuck in mud, right? I don't know if you guys have ever seen this, it was on Facebook a few months ago, <clears throat> excuse me. And there was a deer stuck in mud up to his haunches, and um, you know, there was a gentleman that was, as you can imagine, a pretty deep mud, it had a nice hard shell at the top and um the deer was just dead stuck couldn't mm-hmm. go anywhere and this gentleman put a rope around his waist and starts like you know crush crushing through the shelled mud and like just swamping his way through this to get out there and uh he gets out to the deer and you know the deer is obviously stuck and doesn't want to be stuck but it's still a deer and is afraid of this human mm-hmm. right because uh, its experience with human is only negative mm-hmm. up to that point so um, you know, he starts trying to be gentle with the deer because he doesn't want to hurt the deer or scare the deer. So he's reaching in and he's gently trying to pick the deer up. And the whole time it's happening, the deer is just freaking out and, you know, getting more stuck and making it harder to pull the deer out. And, um, you know, at, at some point uh, throughout the video, he takes the rope off of himself and he uses the rope to tie the deer's feet up and just basically muscles the deer out Oh my god! and drags the deer out of the mud. Oh you know what god. I mean? And the deer is kicking, wide-eyed kicking, uh, like, I, I'm dying, yeah. you know, the whole time until it gets to the edge and he undoes the rope and the deer just scampers off. And, I mean, there's no gratitude. There yeah. wasn't, like, a look back, like, dude, I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, high it, five. Was, it was chaos. It was turmoil. <laughs> the deer thought it was going to die. The individual that was trying to rescue the deer just had to do what he had to do to get it done because if he didn't, and his mindset was was on how can I make this easier for you? How can I make it gentle? Mm-hmm. They'd probably both still be stuck in the mud, yeah. and he wouldn't have done his job, yeah. or he would have just walked away and but well, you know what? Screw you, dear. Right. You don't <laughs> want my help. I'm out of yeah. here. Good luck. Yeah. And you know, and that's just not in that person's human nature. Mm-hmm. And most of the first responders I worked yes. with, like I'll say ninety yeah. percent, you know what, Whoever they were came in with that same attitude they were like they would give me the warning you know hey listen i know what you're doing you should stop i'm like yeah "Yeah, whatever you don't know what i'm doing (laughs) and they're like you know you should really stop speeding on this icy road are you gonna crash i'm like yeah whatever Mm -hmm. you know and it was i always came in with that resistance but they were just trying to protect me from myself Mm -hmm. and i needed somebody in the end that could step in and just tie my feet up. But, you know what? We're yeah. just going. Yeah. It's not up yeah, to you. Just pull them in, That's it. Yeah. And I needed to be rescued. Right, yeah. I needed to be pulled out of my my stuckness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I did, I was angry. But in the end, I was grateful because I had the ability to reflect back. Mm-hmm. What a great analogy. Wow. Yeah. That, great. that is true. It, And that's a
2: first responder's job is just to get you out of the mud, and just move on. And but you can it. try
0: gently first. Yeah, and you know. Sure, but yeah. in the end, it's like if I'm yeah. going to fight you, you right. know, yeah. it is what it is. This is how it's going to go down. I <laughs> yeah. hey, guess. Well, guess what, man? Yeah, yeah. Cuck, Cuff up. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, well, this has been a good show. Excellent, Excellent guys. guys. The thanks. Yeah. And uh, thanks, Podfather and Sweets. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's great. You know, answering the call, the first responders podcast. Uh, thank you. Yep. Stay safe, everybody. That
0: concludes this episode of Answering the Call, the First Responder Podcast. Thanks to Genesis House for sponsoring the show and supporting first responders who are struggling with addiction and mental health. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, email us at help at friendsandrecoverypodcast.com.